0: the Hot Lava Podcast, Kevin A.C. Padres, beat writer for the Union Tribune. Uh, Ryan Finley, sports editor of the Union Tribune. I'm in Atlanta, Padres, four games, first road trip of the season, then they go to New York, but right now, four games, supposedly. Uh, somehow, I'm sure they'll fit four games in. No one wants the Padres to have to come back to Atlanta because uh, there was uh, rain, but I'll tell you what, in the South, when it says 90%, You can pretty much count. It's going to rain like a son of a gun. So we'll we'll see. Ryan,
1: how are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I uh, checked the UT's homepage late last night. I saw that Fernando Tatis Jr., while he isn't with the Padres, still is the story with the Padres. Uh, What do you make of what went down last night? Explain to the folks uh, what the latest drama is.
0: Well, wow, people love Tatis, that's for sure, man. Fernando Tatis Jr. is in the second game of his "quote unquote" rehab assignment. Uh, you are allowed 15 game or 15 days, uh, just as if you were hurt. You know when you're coming back from suspension, like he is. So he hits a home run. All is well and good. Then the pitcher who gave it up, don't know his name. He's a Triple A pitcher. He's 27 years old. Maybe he's a Giants prospect. I don't know. I'm sorry, but. He uh, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> one of uh, Darnay Trip uh, from one of the local stations, uh, NBC, tweeted out a video, something about how the pitcher was going to, you know, tell his grandchildren uh, or his children about uh, giving up a rocket to Tatis, and the pitcher quote retweeted it mm-hmm. and said uh, called Tatis a cheater. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess somewhat to be expected. Right. I guess from a player and from a minor league player. And I don't mean that this kid does not, or any person does not have the right to have their opinion from a pitcher who just gave up the bomb. I mean, I don't know. I didn't check his timeline if he was tweeting before the game about facing the cheater, but, um, you know, like, like right, Ryan. Like a little bit to be expected. I think that we'll be interested uh, on the road in particular when Tatis
1: is playing about mm-hmm. fans' reactions. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Fernando told he told you in January, Cap, that yeah. that he was anticipating the blowback all season long. That one of the reasons why he was training underwater, one of the reasons why he was doing this stuff with Joe Musk was to slow down his breathing and his heart rate, in part because he knew he was going to get sort of these slings and arrows on the road, right? So. It started now. It started in AAA instead of uh, in Phoenix on fill in the blank, uh, you know, uh, April April 20th,
0: 20th provided the Padres get all their games in before then. (laughs) Right. I don't know if people have really factored that into the decision, by the way, that like it's April 20th, but the Padres have to play 20 games.
1: Right. It's going to be in Phoenix, probably regardless. Uh, But, you know, it's I mean, it's starting now. So uh, my guess is Fernando Tatis probably is less surprised by this than the rest. Right.
0: I think that's you know, I think that's fair. Also, we can't be in Fernando's head. And I talked to him about this a little in spring training. Maybe I'll write about it in the uh, newsletter tomorrow. Um, But he knows it's coming. And like he's going to be typical Fernando about it do we really know like how much it'll bother him that he's out there? Remember he's in right field now too. So he's not insulated. He's not at shortstop. He knows that he's going to hear it a lot. Right. Uh, he says he's going to thrive off it. We don't know, you know, just because these guys make millions of dollars and uh, you know, it, will it be, I think this is fair. Will it be a distraction for the, the Padres? I'm not saying will it be a distraction they can't handle, but like it is something guys will be asked about. It is something guys will notice mm-hmm. in Arizona. I don't think it's going to be an issue there generally are as many Padres fans there and I'm not exaggerating as there are Diamondbacks fans. Now, I think maybe this year, it'd be slightly more Diamondbacks. I don't know. They seem to be an exciting team that maybe people there's a tiny bit of a buzz, but not anything that'll, uh, there'll be a lot of people from San Diego, a lot of expats, uh, also that, uh, for some reason moved to Arizona. I don't know why anybody would be silly enough to do that. Um, uh, for those of you not uh, aware, Ryan is a San Diegan who moved to Arizona is now moving back yes. because he's now the sports leader
1: of uh, the Union <laughs> Tribune.
0: Uh, but anyway, October through uh, May uh,
1: is why people live over.
0: The May. second road. The second road uh, series is Chicago Wrigley Field guaranteed for not. Fernando will be hearing stuff out there and sure. on and on. It'll go throughout the season. And so, like you said, here was the first shot and. Hey, good for us. Put Tatis in a headline. Uh, put somebody from an opposing you know, team or fan base ripping him in a headline. And hey, good for us. I mean, we didn't create it, but we'll go with it.
1: It's it was Kevin. It was the top story on on a certain four letter sports networks website this morning. Yeah. The top story, yeah. which is which means Fernando Tatis yeah. sells, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But Kevin, uh, the headline Damn. in this morning's paper. Rotation doing best to weather no Joe span a story that you wrote about the Padres starting rotation and really what it did last weekend to to save itself or to save the club from having to go make a couple of AAA additions right out of the gate Uh, your first impressions of uh, the first time through the rotation.
0: By the way, uh, one of the things that has changed in in both of our times in the business, uh, this story is far more pertinent to what's going on with the Padres right now. And it is perhaps, you know, as important as anything uh, going forward, right? Like, yes. I don't want to paint it too big, but it's like, you know, I look, I think Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to change the dynamic, uh, the, you know, the ability to win games. I I, I love watching him play. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. But the starting nation needs to keep getting innings out of Nick Martinez, Michael Walker, Seth Lugo needs to get more innings, which I'm sure they will out of you Darvish. They need to weather the storm when Joe Mus- until Joe Musgrove comes back, either on the eleventh or the sixteenth, anticipated. Uh, and then Joe needs to do what he's always done. He, they that's just that was the biggest, biggest thing that helped the Padres to the postseason last year was their pitching depth, the ability of the starters to go deep, to use a six-man rotation for most of the season to save the bullpen. And they're just constantly, Ruben Niebla, Bob Melvin, constantly walking a tightrope during the first series, or I should say they felt like they were going to have to after Blake Snell went four and a third. Then, oh my gosh, Nick Martinez goes seven, Walker goes six, Lugo goes seven. Oh, this is great. Then Ryan Weathers goes five, which, by the way, That's about what you expect, and that's a little bit a part of the issue, right? Because we had to use Hater the last uh, couple days to, to to close. Had to use Garcia two out of three. Those guys aren't available. Suddenly, Stephen Wilson has to go two. The next day, you Darvish had the weird spring training. Only goes five. Uh-oh, Brent Honeywell has to come back on two. Tim Hill can't be used. He's been used three of four. Now, you get an off day. Okay, reset. Everything's good today. What if Snell only goes four and a third again? Mm-hmm. Now, you've got it starting all over again. You don't want to have to deal with this all year.
1: Sure. Sure. And, and again, in terms of, you know, they should get Joe Musgrove back. You Darvis should build up as he goes. This yes. may not be as big of a problem in May, Absolutely. As it is right now, but it that's is a, thing. I mean, maybe lowercase p problem, right? Yeah, sure. That's,
0: that's it. That's all it is. As we're following this team right now, they are walking this fine line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's everything with the bullpen, right? I mean, every, baseball is a thin margin game. Sure. <laughs> so, but everything with the bullpen is like this okay are we going to be okay today part of my kind of like exuberance about this topic is letting everybody know how important it was to the Padres success last year right. now if their offense does what it's supposed to which it generally hasn't so far but if it does what it's supposed to eh, fine they'll win every game 10 to 9 no I'm just kidding but like you know what I'm saying like right. they should be fine but also as the beat writer I would assume as some fans Anybody following this team now, we're keeping, we're living on the edge. Mm -hmm. We're keeping track of these things that could derail this team from being a championship team. Mm -hmm. that you know, could derail them from being a National League West division champion, a playoff team, whatever. I'm not saying that this is one of those things yet, but we're keeping an eye on that. And that's kind of new to some of us, I think, right? Like um, we're used to, hey, what does this mean for two years from now? Or, oh, hey, we're grateful to be here. Well, no, this is a team that, is, the, I'll tell you what, the story I wrote about, mm-hmm. people in the organization are talking about it and thinking about it and worried about it. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> And because point. they know how
1: important it is. I'm reminded of what Mark Melanson told you at the end of the 2021 season, basically about the bullpen being. And remember, okay. I mean, that, when we're, when we're trying to break down why things went wrong two years ago, and they mm-hmm. had a very talented mm-hmm. roster, had one of the best records in baseball early on, sent five guys to the All-Star game right, is the bullpen ran and all of a sudden, I mean, must I recall Jake Arrieta or who was the other guy? Vince Velasquez, right? I mean, they just ran out of bullets by the end of the year. And I think that while this team has certainly much, much more talent in the pitching staff Mm -hmm. and in the bullpen than the one in 2021, you know, there may be a couple of injuries or some problems away from this becoming kind of like 2021.
0: That's all it is. That's all it is. But, but, but that is the sort of thing that we spend our time thinking about now because the stakes are higher. Yes. Because if it was hard to get worked up about this kind of problem in 2018, Yes. but now you can see yourself like, "Ah," spiraling, like, oh, what's going to happen? Not saying that's where we're at, but that's, you know, that, that, that's the level we're holding this team to now.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Kevin, we didn't really get a chance to talk too much about this um, on our last podcast, but I think it's worth diving into. Xander Bogarts has been Xander Bogarts so far. Uh, The first week of the season, obviously, the worst thing you can do is extrapolate small sample sizes out over the course of the season. But Xander Bogarts showed right away why so many pushed to sign him and gave him the contract they gave him. Uh, what, What have you seen from him in person?
0: Just a guy who is a
1: pretty darn good hitter, uh,
0: and 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 when he hits the ball, it's not like even like max effort. He's just a natural like hitter, mm-hmm. uh, and I do think that there's something to the relaxation factor. Now it turns out that all of his home runs would have been home runs at Fenway Park. Okay, I don't know how that other one got over, but but according to Statcast, every one of the home runs he's hit has would have been a home run at Petco Park. Okay, But he has talked about how there isn't that wall out there, mm-hmm. right? And he thought that that one today, even though StatCast said it would have been a home run, mm-hmm. he thought that that one on Tuesday would have only been a double or a single. I don't know how many games you've watched at Fenway Park, oh, yeah. but there's a lot of balls off the wall that then bounce back in towards second base and the guys held to a single. Like some mm-hmm. rocket he hit at 114 miles an hour, right, uh, at a 25-degree uh, launch angle that was uh, – a single right so it can help you right. get wonderful you know, hits can take away outs uh, get doubles but it also takes away home runs and so just the relaxation factor of hey cool if I had a good ball here I got me a home run right well he got three of them in the first six games
1: yeah he's uh did, with thoughts on him in the field
0: not great okay um, but you know I watched Hassan Kim last year Jake Cronenworth is an excellent shortstop Um, Tatis prone to errors, but did he make, he made a lot of really good plays and was smooth out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, I'm only holding this now to a level of a $280 million player, a guy who's going to be here for 11 years. He's not gonna play shortstop for 11 years. He might not play shortstop for three years. Um, but there's, it's been a little clunky. Okay. okay, and there's some range issues, which you knew. So I don't know that – I mean, your question is valid, and and we should keep an eye on it. I don't know that we need to belabor it all year that, oh, well, Xander bogus didn't get to that ball. Right. Okay, you're right. He's your shortstop. How many home runs has he hit? How many doubles has he hit? You you know, uh, he, I think, is very cognizant of the word on him uh, mm-hmm. as a defender because he talks a fair amount. He slips it right in the conversations and interviews um, about how important defense is to him. Right. But he also – has acknowledged you're an elite player based on what you do offensively, and he's correct about that.
1: Right. Padres' history is filled with guys who were great with the glove and couldn't hit. And where did that get him?
0: Golly, I loved me some Freddie Galvis, <laughs> Really did. Oh, my gosh. And pitchers would love yes, him. Yes. But you know what they like even more? A three-run bomb.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a great point. Uh, somebody who is playing because of Fernando Tatis's suspension is David Dahl. Uh, he got the yeah. he got the full big league baseball player experience the other day didn't he oh,
0: man a high that not many experience, right? Like right. imagine that, or, new to a team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of arguably the twenty sixth guy, the last mm-hmm. guy to make it, right? Sure. Um, there's debate within the organization: should it be Taylor Coleway, based on the kind of at bats he gives you, and he doesn't strike out, and you know mm-hmm. what? He's probably going to be coming off the bench, or you know, we want a guy who's going to put the ball in play. Okay, uh, Doll strikes out a lot. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, so he, he he knows this, and home run uh to tie the game in the ninth inning pitch Saturday. hit home run and then they walk it off what a great high the next day over for 4 was it 0 for 3 uh because he did get pinch hit for by root or rudin or door uh also a left-handed hitter so it wasn't a platoon thing it was hey you know let's see what odor can do here um but late in the game uh and also a bad route which was what's interesting about it and um you know credit to him for talking about it for wearing it and and also explaining it it really looked from the jump like he had this ball mm-hmm. and then he exp- and it looked like this but he explained afterward uh when i asked him about it uh, he second guessed himself and you could see it out there he stopped and then he had to alter it and get to the ball and then he had to slide arguably he had to slide uh and tried to catch it and it went off his glove that went from being the third out And zero runs Mm -hmm. in the sixth inning. Changes the game to a two-run double. Nabil Crispat is on the mound. He's already getting kind of messed with by the umpire, telling him to slow down. He uh, throws an an automatic ball. He wants to hurry up for the next batter. Next batter, he's down 1-0 because, you know, or no, sorry, he was 0-1 and then he got to 1-1 because of this automatic ball because he didn't let the batter get set. Um, Then he walks that guy, gives up a single the next guy. Three runs in that inning. They're within 5-4, the Diamondbacks are, and, you know, they end up winning 8-6. Huge game, arguably biggest. Uh, he was the GOAT. Mm-hmm. So from one of the heroes to one of the GOATs for David Dahl. The fact that Odor started in right field, Dahl in right field, Azogar in right field, look, that's awesome. What a great story, uh, even just making this team as an infielder, rooting at Odor. Mm-hmm. Then they got him playing in the outfield, right? Mm-hmm. Um That tells you where where they're at at that position and how much they are looking forward to, you know, game number 21 or what have you.
1: Sure. Uh, In that case, do do you think it's maybe it's too soon to speculate again? Small sample size. Do we think that Tatis replaces Dahl or that Tatis replaces Odor?
0: Small sample size, but at this point, at this point, Dahl. Okay. Um, last guy on less versatility Mm -hmm. Odor gives you that nice bench at bat, right? Mm -hmm. Like he can draw a walk. You're going to put the ball in play and you put the ball in play much better than striking out. Um, So uh, at this point it's, it, pretty clearly david Dahl, and you know what he's probably aware of that too i'm not trying to say that that's that he's like thinking about that all the time but like there's a guy who's thinking about that right and that just factors into what a great night monday and less than 24 hours what a crappy day what a crappy feeling for him
1: crazy baseball's the one sport where man within 24 hours you can be both uh pods are in atlanta uh four game series uh couple strange tv spots in there there's uh one games on apple tv plus Another one is Sunday Night Baseball, which is a rarity for the Padres. Uh, Kevin, uh, what have you seen from the Braves so far? Uh, how do you see the series? They
0: got some really good players. I have not seen a, a play yet. I've seen some highlights on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so the pitching matchups first Blake Snell tonight, Spencer Strider. Don't know who the Braves pitcher is tomorrow. It's uh, Nick Martinez. This is basically the Thursday, Friday, Saturday from last week. Sure. Nick Martinez on Friday. Then Charlie Morton for the Braves on uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Walker on Saturday. Seth Lugo will face uh, rookie Dylan Dodd, one of the top prospects, won his first game uh for the Braves uh this last week. This is a great road trip, man. Well, uh, it's baseball. All right. Mm-hmm. As far as football goes, the Padres are in the second quarter of their first NFL game. I love that. Basically, so they're six games in. Yeah. Like this isn't even like, I mean, just but Braves and Mets, man. 201 win teams Mm -hmm. Uh, Braves are the world series favorites at 14.2% or they were at the start of the season uh, according to fan graphs Padres second at 10 point something percent which by the way tells you what you know being a favorite at 14.2% chance of winning the world series tells you how difficult baseball is Mm -hmm. uh, and how perilous it is uh, that the uh, I mean gosh the the Mets just got swept uh, Mm -hmm. uh, you know they're going home. I love Buck Showalter. Man, does he know how to play the media and the fans in New York? Mm-hmm. He His quote yesterday after they uh, lost in Milwaukee, they're going home to play their home opener. He goes, we're looking forward to seeing some friendly faces, I hope. Oh, that's good. That's uh, because good. he knows that they're just as likely after all this buildup, all this buildup uh, for the Mets season, how excited. Now with the injuries they've had in the start to the season, they could be being booed by the top of the first.
1: Wow! In, that. in terms of superstars, Kevin, you're going to see some of baseball's best here in the yes. next uh, week or so. It, as a reporter, I mean, you must get that must be exciting. Better to watch. This is what I do. This is yes. what I
0: live for. There's a lot of I want to I want to make sure that we're clear from the top. If no one's ever listened before, uh, it's important to me that people know I'm not complaining. But um, there's a lot of stuff you do that's monotonous. Mm-hmm. The baseball season, is a grind. I won't be nearly this energetic. Or or if I am, it's because, you know, I've uh, shot myself up with ca- caffeine, uh, like literally in the vein. I'm kidding. Um, mm-hmm. uh, by September. Uh, but you put up with it all. This is what I tell people. Like you put up with some interesting personalities. You put up with the road. You put up with all of the stuff because of what you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. I get to watch the best players in the world play baseball. So for what I used to call three hours now for two hours and 40 minutes a day, um, I get to watch the best players in the world play baseball. And it's the greatest thing. And it's why no matter what, I am grateful that the Padres have the players they do because these players have made the, those two hours and 40 minutes I spend, you know, 150 times a year. Cause I don't do every game, but, uh, they have made those hours enjoyable. They have made what I write and talk about more compelling to the people who consume it. Uh, sure. And it's, it, I'm just so grateful uh, to be able to do this.
1: Right. I still don't know how you do the road stuff, man. I was in Houston, Texas for five days and was ready to be home.
0: Well, you know how before we got on, um, we had a technical issue and I kind of snapped about it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I have to, and this is the first road trip. I have what I have to do is constantly remind myself of what I just spoke so passionately about. I get to watch baseball. Someone pays me to watch baseball. Calm down, Kevin. It will be okay.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. You said before the season started that should the Padres go 7 and 0 in their first or 6-0 in their first two series? No. You said that should they go 4 and 2? Yeah, they're 3 and 3. They should have gone 4 and 2 um you could, if you go back
0: and you don't just look at end of games, you look at beginning of games. Uh, they they cost Nick Martinez, uh, uh, Manny Machado did, uh, and Monsoto did um, a couple runs early on in mm-hmm. his start. Could they, you know, have won that game? Sure, whatever. But a real letdown there on Tuesday. They should be four and two. Sure, mm-hmm. like I said, they're in the second quarter of the season, right. or the second quarter of the first game of an NFL season. That's a very that's just a very easy comparison for me to make having spent the 15 years covering uh, the NFL and the buildup and every week was just cool oh, 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 mm-hmm. with wins and losses. And then, to, you know, I did baseball back in the nineties and that was a shock to me. Now coming back to baseball, you got to get used to it's cool. But what I do see and Jay Cronenworth alluded to it, was it Friday night mm-hmm. that I mean, I do see an urgency. I don't know that it was as bad as he stated it, but that he he said that uh, you can see it. You're standing right here. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, after they lost the first two. He's like, you know, it's like we, we lost like a playoff game. I don't know if it was like that, but the fact that, you know, it, it was. I mean, there is an mm-hmm. urgency within the confines of these veteran players understanding there's 162 games, them mm-hmm. understanding there's probably seven, eight teams going for six playoff spots. They're understanding they're gonna be fine. There's still this, this desire by this team, based on mm-hmm. what happened last year, uh, that they want to be doing this. For those watching, I'm I'm kind of running my hand up slowly on like a on like a graph where they're they're ascending mm-hmm. versus last year was up down, up down, and then September 15th on up, right? Like this steep. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, this is the Padres. They want to establish that this again, for those not watching and listening later, so a slow arc up. That's who the Padres was.
1: Fantastic. Kevin, enjoy Atlanta. Stay dry. Do you bring do you, I'm fascinated about the travel stuff here. So yeah. it's the, permit me, do you bring an umbrella? When, Which weather apps do you trust? How much stock do you put in the weather forecast a week out? What do you pack?
0: Well, 10 days before I leave, Mm -hmm. I uh, very faithfully add the cities I'm going to, to my apps so that I can check and I know what to pack. Uh, Mm -hmm. As far as rain, like I have sat and watched a radar, right. And, Mm -hmm. and seen nothing, right. You, first Mm -hmm. off kid from Southern California, when he starts traveling, has to learn how to read radar because we don't care. We don't know, you know, Uh, and, and and you see that it's going to rain and then it doesn't. So I don't, whatever. Mm-hmm. If they play, they play. But I always have to be like right now, I have to be thinking if they don't play tomorrow or Saturday, what is going to be my story to fill in? Right. Right. Because I, I got to have a story for the paper for sure. And I got to have stuff for online. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're trying to think about that. Yes, I usually bring my tiny little travel umbrella to fit in my carry on um, because I do not check bags because if you check bags, then you're an amateur. But guess what? Like I even remember seeing it like I in my mind, I saw it 12 times. On my uh while i was packing and i did not put it in my bag so i have oh, no. no umbrella now i'm worried about which shoes i'm gonna wear because you don't want to ruin your shoes especially on the first trip yeah because when it rains here folks well this winter i understand we got some serious rain so it's right. different but when it rains here like it can rain in 15 minutes in atlanta as much as we get all year like it's right. incredible when it's when it pours uh here and so uh i have had many many shoes uh, ruined don't know how to get around that but uh anyway it's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be fun atlanta was one of the worst experiences that uh, that i had in terms of of covering uh the braves last in 2021 i mean the radar was black and it was pouring buckets there was a police officer out on the the uh warning track helping the grounds crew with a shovel but they they dig a hole to help with the drainage uh in the clay and i mean they're they're like trying they're doing everything they can for five hours to play and they end up banging the game in 2021 and i missed my flight and i missed my rescheduled flight uh it it was just like why are you people doing this we are definitely not playing this game today so that's how i know that they are going to do everything possible to get this game in now that said that year, they were making up games on the road, right. so that Padres and Braves ended up playing that game in San Diego. Right. You might remember that the Braves were trying for a playoff spot that they ultimately got and won in the uh, won the World Series. Series. Yeah. Uh, this year, the Padres, MLB's not doing that anymore. This is not COVID uh, protocols anymore. They get rained out. You've got to find a mutual off day for the Padres to come back to Atlanta. Jeez. So the Braves might not care as much. The Padres definitely want to play.
1: Fantastic. That'll do it for this episode of the Hot Lava Podcast. For Kevin Ac, I'm Ryan Finley. Kevin, if it rains this weekend, we will have uh, guest co-host Gary Robbins with us uh, before New York. How about that? He covers, he covers right weather it. for us. Anyway, yeah. Thanks, All everybody. Right. Bye.